This morning we're going to continue in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I titled this message, The Hidden Wisdom of God. But it is not hidden when we faithfully seek Him, surrender to Him. He will reveal His wisdom to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 through 16. Hear the word of the Lord. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Friends, our faith should not be in man or in the wisdom of man, but in the power of Almighty God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. I like that. When we think of the rulers of this age, I think he's speaking of the rulers of that time. They're coming to nothing. But we can even look at the rulers, the principalities and powers of the air. They're coming to nothing. We know what their end will be. We can look at the rulers of this age today. They're coming to nothing. Because God is all-powerful and almighty. Verse 7, But we speak the wisdom of God and a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers this, of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God." These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are not spiritually, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen? Amen. May God add his blessings to the hearing and the reading of his holy word. Let us pray. Father, we do thank you and praise you for your spirit that opens our minds and our hearts. And Lord, helps us to understand what you're trying to speak to us. How you're trying to guide us and how you're trying to be a part of our lives, Lord. May our hearts and our minds be open to what your Spirit has for us today, Lord. May your name be lifted high. May your truth be proclaimed. And Father, I pray that you would have thine own way. Have thine own way in our hearts today. Lord, help us to be faithful to you and all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Last week, I did share a little bit of the history of the ancient city of Corinth and where they were located and how they had the seas sea on both sides and the mountain and just they were a vital part of the economy in that day. They are, were a vital part in ancient, ancient Corinth. They were the most important city in the Grecian Empire. They were part of Greece. And it is widely known that the ancient Greeks considered wisdom 
to be a very, very important virtue. They were always striving to learn something new. I mean, we were speaking in Sabbath school about many back in the ancient times were uneducated, but many were learned, and they were striving to learn something new. Friends, there's nothing wrong with learning something new. We should, we should even strive to learn something new, to strive to better our education and to learn things. Some of the great thinkers of Greek were, great thinkers were descents of uh, the Grecian Empire. Socrates was credited as one of the founders of Western philosophy and as being the first moral philosopher. Plato was also considered a pivotal figure in history in ancient Greek and Western philosophy and the founder of the academy, the first institution of higher learning. There's a reason why when we read the scripture we should try to figure out and understand who the writer is speaking to, who the author is speaking to. And oftentimes it will say, yes, you know, they were speaking to the Corinthian church, or they were speaking to the Ephesians, or they were speaking, sometimes it says, to all believers. It, it depends on the context and how he's speaking. He was speaking to Greek people, Greek believers at this time. But it's also for all believers. So this word from Corinthians is also for us. But to have a right understanding, we need to know who he was speaking to. So here is Paul speaking to this group of, group of people that holds wisdom way up here. They, they, was, they thought wisdom was extremely important. So now Paul is saying to them, he begins with, my speech and my preaching is not with the persuasive words of human wisdom. This is not from man. He's saying that I am not preaching to you and I'm not teaching to you from the things that I learned in the school. I'm not teaching you the wisdom that I learned from other men. It's not the wisdom of this age. It's not the wisdom of the rulers of this age even. He said, had they known, they would have not crucified the Lord. There's a passage of Scripture in Acts where Peter, preaching to the Jews about Christ, in Acts chapter 2, verses 36 and 37. And if you looked at the Scriptures, and when I sent them before you put them up, you're probably going, now how does that tie in with this? Peter says, Therefore I therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? They were cut to the heart when they heard the truth and they wanted to know what shall we do to be saved. Now I know that this is in kind of a, not kind of, it's a different context. Different context. What he spoke to them cut to their hearts. But I can kind of imagine Paul speaking to this Greek audience and saying, this is not the wisdom of man. This is not the wisdom that I've learned in the school. They were probably cut to the heart because they held wisdom that high. They thought that much about wisdom and learning. So they were probably cut to the heart. I know I used that out of context. And I, I can't say that I read that in Scripture. But that's how much... They aspired to wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is defined as the ability to think and act using knowledge. So the wisdom that we gain should guide and direct how we act and the things that we do, how we live our lives. It is also defined as experience. Now sometimes we can gain wisdom from our mistakes, our experiences in our lives, right? And we're all going to... Who has not ever made a mistake? 
I knew there'd be one. <laughs> Over in the corner, one right. <laughs> we'll pray for him. <laughs> but next week we'll speak about fibbing. We've all made a few mistakes in our life. Now, I guess I should add, now my wife says, I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. <laughs> so I'm surprised her hand didn't go up. <laughs> we've all made mistakes in our lives. But prayerfully and hopefully we've learned from our mistakes. Amen. That we have gained some wisdom from the mistakes that we've made and we won't keep repeating them. We'll just make new ones, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> wisdom is understanding. It's common sense and insight. Wisdom is associated with attributes such as unbiased judgment, compassion, the ability to reach intelligent conclusions. Now I know that some struggle with that, <laughs> reaching intelligent conclusions. <laughs> Sometimes I do. <laughs> okay, Charles H. Spurgeon defined wisdom as the right use of knowledge. I like that. The right use of knowledge. The things that we learn and it's using it rightly. Hopefully to bring glory and honor to God, right? Amen. As Christians, we know that there is a natural wisdom. We all, we go to school, we went to school, and we go to school, right? We know that there is a natural wisdom. But as believers, we believe also that there is a divine wisdom. Amen. Beyond the understanding of man. A divine wisdom that is greater than the wisdom of the wisest of this world. Because it is, is of God. Proverbs 9, 9 and 10 says, give instructions to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Amen. and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. My friends, how true that is. The fear of the Lord. Remember when you first believed, when you first thought that there, God is real, but God is just, but God is also going to bring judgment. That fear that you one day experienced was the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of knowledge of who God is and what He may do. So fear can be a good thing. It helps increase our wisdom. Romans 11, 33-36 says, Oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become His counselor? Or who has first given to Him, and it shall be repaid to Him? For, for of Him, and through Him, and to Him are all things. To whom be glory forever. Amen. Now you know, even though this scripture speaks of the depth and the wisdom and the knowledge of God, and our passage in Corinthians speaks of the wisdom of God and a mystery, the hidden wisdom of God, it calls it. Do not let these verses make you think that God's plan for mankind is unintelligible. Because it is. It is not beyond our understanding, friends. It is not. It is or was hidden from some people for a certain time period. And it is hidden from some. From the foolish, those unwilling to repent and believe on God. But He will reveal His plan. He will reveal His wisdom and His knowledge by the power of the Spirit. Yes. By the power of the Holy Spirit. We sang that in the song. 
How blessed are we to live in the times that we live in? Some may say, well, these are awful, evil, wicked times. Yes, they are, but they have no power over us. But how blessed to live in a time where God has poured out of His Spirit to give us the understanding, the knowledge and the wisdom to know Him, to realize who He is, to understand His Word. We are so blessed, so blessed to live in this dispensation of time where He has poured out of His Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit helps us to understand. You won't have this one. I added this one. Exodus chapter 31 reveals the amazing ability of the Holy Spirit to give understanding and wisdom. It's before the building of the tabernacle. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uriah, the son of Hur of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship to design the artistic work, to work in gold and silver and bronze and cutting jewels for setting and carving wood and to work all manner of workmanship. I have filled him with the Spirit. God gave him the wisdom to be able to do the things that he was calling them to do. That is the awesome power of the Holy Spirit of God. Verses 11 and 12 in our passage said, For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit of who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Isn't that wonderful? God wants us to have all the knowledge that we need to serve Him, to love Him, to walk in His plans for our lives. He has freely given it. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can then understand it. Amen. You know, we oftentimes... Come up, work out our own plans. Boy, this is what I'm... Yeah, Karen laughed before I even got started. We come up with our own plans, don't we? This is what I want to do with my life. This is where I want to work. This is where I want to live. I want to build this, or I want to do that, or I want to learn this. I want to marry this one. I want to do this. But guess what? So oftentimes, we hit a roadblock, don't we? Sometimes we have to take a detour. Sometimes, well, I guess I'm going to have to revert to plan B because plan A didn't work. Plan B didn't work either. I had to go to plan C, right? (laughs) Friends, when God created man with the intent of having an eternal relationship with his created beings, when man sinned, when Adam and Eve sinned, God didn't say, oops, I made a mistake. Now I've got to revert to plan B. No, that's not the way it happened. God did not revert the plan B because He knew and knows all things. Well, you're going to say, you're saying that God knew that Adam and Eve was going to sin? Yes, He did. Yes, He did. Ephesians reveals this truth. Ephesians 1, 3-9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, 
just as He chose us in Him. So friends, He chose us in Christ, in Him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. He predestined us to adoption as His sons by Jesus Christ to Himself. Oh, there's that predestined word. He knew. He knew that Adam and Eve was going to sin. But He predestined that we would be adopted back in by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward, toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Himself. No plan B. God's plan. God's perfect plan to redeem man. He knew that man was going to sin. He knew it from the foundations of the earth. But in His perfect plan, He provided Christ Jesus. He provides His Spirit that we can understand and know. The Spirit dwells in those who believe in Jesus Christ. Romans 8.11 But the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. The same power that raised Jesus Christ up out of that grave dwells in you that you too will be raised up out of that grave in the resurrection. No amens? Oh my goodness. That same power is in you. We were talking about the Spirit this morning and moving mountains. Well, there's a mountain, friend. It is called death. And that same power that raised Christ from the grave is going to raise you from the grave on the resurrection day. When He comes back with those who believe, with the Spirit, and, and there's a resurrection or a, a re, reunion of the body and the Spirit, we know that the Spirit, the breath goes to be with the Lord, but there's going to be a reunion one day. When that power raises those who believed in Christ from the dead, from the sleep, and there's going to be a reunion. A new glorified body will be like Him. That's power. Amen. Amen. I'm glad there's at least somebody that that excites. Because it excites me. Because God's original plan, that we would dwell with Him, that we would walk with Him, that we would enjoy being in His presence, my friends, is going to happen. It's His plan from the beginning, from the foundations of the world. For those who love Him and believe in Him and Accept His Son. That power is in you. Inside of you. The Holy Spirit searches. It said, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Amen. So if you want wisdom, allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the deep things of God to you. To your heart. To your mind. The mystery is revealed. The mystery, my friends, is Christ in His life, in His death, His burial, His resurrection. The Holy Spirit teaches in 1 John 2, 26 and 27. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. 
But the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in Him. The Holy Spirit will teach you the things you need to know. I found an illustration on wisdom. And it's the ten guiding principles that Abraham Lincoln held to. I know a lot of this, the, this wisdom is speaking about money or finances or you know, things, but it's wisdom. Abraham Lincoln said, You cannot bring about prosperity by discouraging thrift. You cannot help small men by tearing down big men. You cannot strengthen the weak by weakening the strong. My friends, don't try to tear down the strong and bring them down and make them weak. You cannot lift the wage earner by pulling down the wage payer. I think I need to copy these and send them to the Congress and the Senate. Right? You cannot help the poor man by destroying the rich. Praise the Lord, there's rich men out there or I wouldn't have anybody to work for. None of us would, right? You cannot further the brotherhood of men by inciting class hatred. Especially need to send that one. You cannot establish security on borrowed money. You cannot build character and courage by taking away man's initiative and independence. You cannot help men permanently by doing for them what they could and should do for themselves. Wow. That would be a good list to send to post on the walls, wouldn't it? In the halls of Congress and the Senate. <laughs> but we have the mind of Christ. I have another passage I didn't send to you. 2 Corinthians 5, 16-19 Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know Him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. My friends, there is the mystery, the hidden mystery. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. I want to return to Socrates. I found a story concerning Socrates. It says, A proud young man came to Socrates one day asking for knowledge. And he walked up to the muscular philosopher and said, O oh, great Socrates, I come to you for knowledge. Socrates, wise as he is, recognized this pompous numbskull. And he led the young man through the streets to the sea and chest deep into the water. Socrates with him, right beside him. And he asked, what do you want? Knowledge, O oh, wise Socrates, said the young man with a smile. Socrates put his strong hand on the man's shoulder and pushed him under. Thirty seconds later, Socrates let him up. What do you want? He asked again. Wisdom, the young man sputtered. Oh, great wise Socrates. Socrates crunched him under again. Thirty seconds passed. Thirty-five, forty. Socrates let him up. 
The man was grasping. What do you want, young man? Between heavy breaths, the fellow wheezed, Knowledge, O wise and wonderful. Socrates again jammed him under the water. Forty seconds pass, fifty. He brings him up. What do you want? Air, the young man screeched. I need air. He says, when you want knowledge as you have just wanted air, then you will have knowledge. I say, when we want God as much as we want air, then we'll have God. When we want God's wisdom and understanding as much as we want air, we will have it. There's a psalm that says, As a deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth for thee. Do we want God that much? Do we want His wisdom and understanding that much? He will give it to us by the power of His Holy Spirit when we humble ourselves before Him. Amen? Amen.